Hey, everyone. Um, this is another episode of Real Talk in Real Time. Um, I know it would. I said it would be some time before I would have some guests on the show, but you know me. I don't stick to stuff normally. And um, I realize I have so many amazing, awesome, talented, creative people in my life that it just it doesn't make sense for me not to have conversations with them. And so I am just so excited to talk to my longtime friend, Stephen McFadden of McFadden Creative. This is someone I've known for, Stephen, what is it now? Like 10, at 15? Least, at least, yeah, it's been 10 years, at least 10 years. And so um, before we like kind of get into it, I have got to say that we met, it was the synchronicitous thing that... You know, I was trying to do this video thing with an iPhone (laughs) and you just happen to be in the same location with your camera. And we were like, hey, let's do this. And so which leads me into who are you? Tell us from your who are you and what do you do? My name is Stephen McFadden. I was born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi. I am a I guess you could call it a one man band video producer, shooter, editor. And that's who I am. Wow. So yeah, going back to that day, you were just out and about doing your thing because even when you're not working with a client, you're still producing, you're still doing something creative. So, you know, if we can kind of go back to the day, what were you doing at the Van Weasel? What were you filming? What were you in the process of doing that day? It just, yeah, like you said, it was so serendipitous, but I remember, I remember seeing your stuff online, maybe a month or two prior to that. And I think maybe we had a small email correspondence, but I also had a VW blog. It was all about Volkswagen. That's right. That's and right. It was called VW TV. And the event we met at, they had the Beach Boys were there. They had a Volkswagen that was all electric. And right. I was going to do a video about that. And I'll never, that day was so pivotal in so many ways because. You and I met that day and we connected instantly and we shot video and stuff. But that day you introduced me to some other people that were there. And literally from that point on, you opened up Sarasota to me. I started meeting everybody that I basically became friends with and that I worked with over time, starting from that day and the next things we did after that. So Wow. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, because like... At the yeah, it was like all oh, the hub people were there, other people were there, and we just, like, right. just introduced me to stuff because we started going to events together. That's and right. basically, those became the people that I ended up knowing for that whole time I was in Sarasota. And I mean, you do some amazing work. And I also have to say that for the longest time, you were like my ride or die. You know, oh, I would get this oh. crazy idea. like, And it's still that way. <laughs> I have this idea to do this video. You down? And you would just like show up with like rarely any questions asked. And we would do some amazing stuff. (laughs) We got lots of great interviews. Like you're such a great interviewer. And like, it's so natural to you. You know what I'm saying? Like you could half prepare and you're half preparing is most people's 100% prepared. You know, you just have a natural knack for asking questions and understanding how things are going to be done. So it. I always trust you. If you say, let's go, I'm just, all right. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Cause I mean, there have been many a time and I might even have to like dig up some of our earlier stuff to link in the, the post notes. But I remember what was it? I think it was uh, Selby gardens maybe where I was like really just starting to get a feel for stuff. 
And I, I'm like, I would give you that look, like, don't shut off the camera, like, just keep going. <laughs> and not too many people would be able to pick up on that. So, I mean, our energy together just really, really worked well. So, I mean, that you're saying I open doors for you, you open for me because you let me be me. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't say, hey, I have more experience than you, so do it this way. And so I've always appreciated that of you. So thank you. Thank you. So let's get a little bit more into, you know, some of the things that I want to do with real talk in real time is like really getting into the meat of why people do what they do, especially creatives. And so a part of that is, you know, we have this public persona. And then we have this private persona and I'm trying to be all about, this is me regardless. Do you find that you're one way with your clients and then another way with your peeps or, you know, how, how do you treat that? Um, I like to be the same person everywhere. And I feel like I do a decent job of doing that. Um, clearly in more intimate settings, I'll be more jovial or maybe say crazier things, but across the board that I feel like I could be myself with clients and professional mm -hmm. settings in the same way that I am in personal settings. And honestly, a lot of, a lot of my, a lot of the people that hire me, they hire me because of who I am, not necessarily because what I bring to the table. And I tell people all the time, there's so many more talented people than me, but I keep getting calls back because people just rather work with me because of the experience. Right. Right. I it, totally agree. <laughs> yeah. And so I've always sort of doubled down on that notion and that idea that I just want to be myself in a way that I'm not stressed out while I'm working. And I want the other people that I'm working with to feel that same thing too. And that I want them to feel like they trust me, but they're going to have a good time. And that's why people keep calling back. Cause I'm just way nicer than most other people. And they just say, I'd rather just work with Steven. I don't want to hire the other guy. You know? I love it. I mean, I'm one of those people. <laughs> that's why <laughs> well, when I gave, I got back to Sarasota, one of the first things I did was hit you up. Like, are you here? Yeah. Are you going to be here? <laughs> Because I'm definitely one of those people that, you know, given a choice and, you know, Sarasota is a booming town with creativity. There are lots of other people doing what you do, not as well, obviously, but, you know, push come to shove. I would much rather work with you because you get it. You're creative and you keep it real. And those are the kind of people I want to work with who share that same sentiment. So absolutely. I love it. So with everything that you're doing today, like, you know, growing up, did you know, did you have this inkling? Did you have this desire to do what you're doing now? Or did you like want to be an astronaut? I wanted to, I wanted to be Michael Jordan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like straight up and down. I wanted to be Mike. And growing up, I played basketball. My whole life centered around basketball. Like I identified as a basketball player for years. Like that's who and what I thought I was going to be. And then I went to college at University of Southern Miss in Mississippi. And my freshman year, I tried out for the basketball team. I wasn't in shape. <laughs> I wasn't ready. And I didn't even make it halfway through tryouts. Like, wow. I was huffing and puffing. I walked out of tryouts. I told coach, I'm not even going to waste your time. And basically, from that point on, I just had to, like, figure out what I was going to be and what I was going to do. And luckily, I had picked radio, TV, and film to study while I was in college. Okay. And, and sort of after that moment, I just really got into it. And ever since then, I just really haven't looked back. And But recently, last year, I went to my, was that last year? No, two years ago, I went to my 20-year um, high school reunion. And somebody had a picture of me holding a VHS camera. 
Huh. Almost like this crazy sort of, um, what do they call it? Uh, foreshadowing of what was mm. going to come. I didn't, I didn't even remember this picture, but seeing me holding a VHS camera, I was like, wow, like this was almost somewhat destined, you know? Wow. No, that's awesome. I mean, how many people can say that, right? Yeah, no, not many. But yeah, but also just growing up and watching just like lots of movies and TV and just always having cultural influences, like it sort of makes sense that I've sort of ended up here, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I loved Spike. I loved the Cosby show. I loved like all the things that really influenced me growing up, you know? So I wanted to sort of, I don't know, shed a light on sort of that culture experience that I had. Nice. Now you, you stay busy. I know we joke about it all the time about, you know, we are hustling, we hustle, but how do you manage? How do you manage your productivity? How do you manage your time? Man, I, 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 honestly, I do, I do a bad job of it, but I get stuff done. Okay. And I think the bottom line is to get stuff done. And that's, that's, that's my only sort of like driving force is to get stuff done. So I have to find the time to do it. Like, Last night, I spent a couple hours, like I had a hard drive sort of down me. So I spent the night just sort of like organizing footage and files and different hard drives so I could get set up to start another project. And the goal was to start the project last night, but I didn't. So I woke up early this morning to start the project, you know? And I know that I'm I'm, I'm my best and I'm my most creative in the morning. Gotcha. Okay. So especially in terms of editing. So if I could just wake up, roll out of my bed and just start. Like I can get like a really good start. And that's sort of how um, I manage my time. It's just sort of understanding when's the best time to do things, you know? And that's, I mean, that's years though of, you know, doing your craft, but then understanding, learning to understand what works best for you. Would you say that? Yeah, absolutely. Like it just, it takes time, you know? And uh, yeah, it just takes time to sort of understand what your flow is and, when's the best time to do certain things, you know, even in the organization of a shoot, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like I've made the mistake of trying to capture B-roll of somebody, but also needing to get an interview and realizing that you should always do the interview first and then get everything else. Cause the interview is the hardest part of a shoot. If it's an interview style thing, you know, so just learning little things like that, you learn over time. And yeah, I guess it's all about sort of trying to get to that 10,000 hours that people talk about. (laughs) You know, so I have to say, too, after all of these years, one of the things I've noticed through your evolution as a creative and as a person is that when we first met and for many of those, you know, pre years, so to speak, you were shy when it when it came to, you know, you being the subject of an interview or you being the subject of, you know, a photograph. And that has changed. I'm seeing more of you. I'm seeing more of your personality coming out in photos and on video. And I like it. What happened? Uh, First off, I'm still shy. (laughs) (laughs) So that hasn't changed. Uh, But I've wanted to get better at public speaking. Uh And I don't necessarily want to speak to crowds. I just want to be better. speaking wise in terms of like a group of 10 people, five people or 20 people. So me vlogging and being on camera more is a way to me, a way for me to get better at that simply because once I put it out into the world, I have to live with it and I have to be able to live with how I look, live with how I sound and just get comfortable with it. If I never put it out, I never have to face that reality. 
I got you. I like and that. like the first videos I did with me in it, I'm like, oh my God, like I sound like a teenager. <laughs> I look like this. All the stuff you tell yourself, you know. And so does that ever make you feel like an imposter? Like you shouldn't be doing what you're doing? Uh, on some level, but I keep it in check, you know, like I, I think I would be, I think I would suffer from imposter syndrome if I was trying to give keynote speeches, mm. you know, that's not who and what I am, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's natural for me to be on camera talking about pastries or talking about sneakers or talking about the things that are true to me. I hear you. So that leads me to, I watched the video of you speaking at uh, the High School of Fashion and Industries. What was that like for you telling your story? Uh, it was so scary. <laughs> <laughs> it was so scary, but I felt like in the moment it was important because the woman who had asked oh. me to come, she said, she specifically told me, she was like, this is really important that th- these kids hear from you specifically. Mm-hmm. And she explained why, you know, this is a white woman who brought me in, but her class is all brown brown kids, brown teenagers, and they're all trying to figure it out. And she was saying that they don't get to hear from a male, a black male voice that often. And she said, your work is great. I love working with you. She was like, the kids will love you. Just come. It'll be fine. I'll prompt you with questions. Come. And I was like, okay. So I was somewhat excited, but extremely nervous at the same time, you know? And So did you enjoy it? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I did. yeah yeah I definitely enjoyed it because at the end there were questions okay. and usually if you get really good questions it meant that they were listening right, right and that it sparked something in them so yeah I think I definitely got that satisfaction if it was crickets at the end it would have been a different story but I think they really enjoyed it and yeah but I also understood that it was important for me to sort of I guess tell my story and talk to you know those kids very nice so you know, speaking to them, but then also for other aspiring creatives, whether it be photography or videography or, you know, anything along those lines, do you have any advice that you give them advice? Are there any tips and tricks in, you know, in your tool bag that you want to pass along to the next generation? And this sounds just, just do it. Whatever it is you want to do, just go do it. And you want to, you want to fail as quick as possible. So if you have an idea for like a film or a video series or anything creative you want to do, don't be afraid to just go ahead and start. I think the biggest thing that a lot of people suffer from is they're so afraid to start because they have perfectionism. They want it to be perfect. And Mm -hmm. the reality is that there's no such thing. I think the quicker you can get over that, the quicker you can start to succeed. I love it. Yeah. And like I've made like so many videos of mine that I made years ago that I cringe at when I watch. Like, it's so hard for me to watch stuff because (laughs) I can just see where I should have done things differently. Why did I use that font? Why did I make this cut? Why did I do this, you know? And, but it takes looking at it in that context to understand that's how you get better. That's how you sharpen your knife. If you keep all that stuff to yourself and you never show anybody and you just sit on it, you'll never get to that place where you want to be. So really like, it just comes from failing fast. I love that failing fast. I'm going to start using that because that is certainly definitely it's true. Take out of the way because you're going to make them. I don't care who you are. You know, and I tell people all the time, Michael Jordan didn't always hit the game winning shot, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you just can't be afraid to take those shots. So with everything that you do, do you, do you have downtime? Do you take, I know you mentioned, you know, before we started recording that you took a vacation, but outside of actually taking, you know, a chunk of time, are there things that you do on a daily to kind of decompress? Oh 
Oh man, but even that vacation I took, I worked the whole time. But um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like I, I think for a while when I first moved to New York, I told myself that I was going to get in shape, and I somewhat did. I joined a kickboxing gym, and probably in like a six to eight month period, I lost close to thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. So that was like it was good for my it was good for me mentally and emotionally to go do that while still trying to figure out how things were going to work in New York. But since then, I've gotten away from it. So like as an editor, you sit all day and I eat really bad snacks. So I've gotten back into that habit. But I think on the weekends, I either try to make a priority to like go to one of my favorite restaurants or go see a movie or walk around. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the wintertime, it's a little hard to really enjoy walking around because it's so cold. But like yeah. spring, summer in New York, there's nothing like it. Like it's just people everywhere, great people watching, events are going on. And like I love to just spend my weekends walking around. And sometimes I'll have a camera with me, you know. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just letting you know I'm inviting myself Absolutely. when the weather warms up because I just know me and you in the city. Like really? Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> We're going to have a whole 20-part series show in, like, two days if you can't I know. So get ready for the Emmy, I'm just saying. (laughs) Well, you know, there's something, a question I've kind of been curious about of you, and actually other videographers as well, because I had, what, a really small, small stint of doing videos myself, and this happened to me. I would go watch other movies, obviously professional movies, but then I couldn't help myself thinking, Oh, if I was there, I would have done it this way. Like, are you able to separate yourself when you go watch a movie so that you're, you don't have your editor brain on? Yeah. And it took me a while to do that. But basically now if I'm paying for a movie, I'm enjoying it first. Mm -hmm. I'm not paying to go have class, you know? So when I first go see a movie, I'm just going simply for the enjoyment. And then when I watch a movie second, third time is when I probably start to dissect it a little bit. But yeah, I think, but I can't help it now. It's just visually when I see things like it drives my girlfriend crazy that uh, we'll walk around parts of New York or like a department store and I'll, I'll stop and I'll watch the fashion video that's playing above the perfume part of the store, you know, or whatever it is. And I just love watching sort of the visuals of how people do stuff. And that sort of, for me, it dictates what the big guys are doing and sort of how I should be doing my stuff as well. Because, like, if they do this, this way, and that way, it's like, oh, I've seen this now in five different other things. This is sort of the standard now. So now just best basically replicate what the big guys are doing. Wow. So I like that. What You know, if I understand you, you're saying that, one, you, it's enjoyment, that you will find a way to enjoy watching other people's work, but then also that you take it as inspiration and not to beat yourself up and say, oh, I should or I could do this. I like that. that or I think that's important. Like just little, I added like little tricks to my own back. Like I might see some, like a camera movement or something. It's like you know what? I'm going to use that one day. You know, so. Huh. Okay. I like that. I mean, for me, writing, I think I'm learning to do that. Right? Yeah. Is that I'm reading other people's stuff, and and maybe this is true when everyone first starts. I'm reading that, going, man, my stuff's not that good, or I should have said it that way, or. And now it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm me. However I'm putting it out there, whether it's right or wrong, it's me for right now. You know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely appreciate hearing you say that because it's taken me this long to get to where I can read 
other people's work and be inspired and enjoy it rather than compare my work to theirs. Yeah. And I think in a creative world, outside of a handful of sort of um, technical things, there is no right or wrong to me in the creative world. Like there's definitely some standards the way you should do certain things, you know, grammatically or technically, but outside of those few things, there's no right or wrong. And I think if you can look at it that way, you sort of progress the overall work, you know, because that's what makes you unique and gives you your own voice. And isn't that really supposed to be the whole point of art? It's it's open to interpretation, so there is no right or wrongs. Exactly. <laughs> and you can sort of push the envelope of, of what people think and feel, you know? Nice. Which, okay, so now what's on the horizon? I mean, you're working full-time. I know you're still doing creative things on the side regardless, but, you know, what do you have going on? Man, so much. Like right now I'm working on a freelance project for Flywheel, the fitness company that I shot last weekend. Um, I have a friend down in Sarasota who I shot a show with last summer, uh, Kyle Scott. That's been airing on ABC7, which has been really exciting to have, to be up here in New York, but to also have a local TV show playing. I think that's pretty cool. Um <clears throat> God, what else do I have going on? Um, so much, you know. <laughs> I love it. I mean, you you constantly, you're constantly working. You constantly stay busy. I'm not surprised to hear that you work when you're supposed to be on vacation. That is so you. <laughs> it's, yeah. So, and that was, you know what? And like, it was, I'm so glad I did it because now, you know, we have this show and it's cool and people watching. But also, too, it was a mistake because I didn't get the rest that I needed, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I came back to work to stockpile of videos. And then I was trying to get the stuff done at my job. Then I was trying to get the stuff done at nights and weekends for the show. And it was just like, but I think sometimes it's good to sort of push yourself to know what you're capable of doing. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not sustainable. You definitely don't want to have that as a standard practice in your life. But every once in a while, it's good to sort of max out just to see (laughs) what what your feeling is, what you can really, how far I can really push it, you know. Take it to the limit. Yeah. And then once you do that, it's like, all right, let me scale this back a little bit and sort of really get a hold on it you know are you ever without your camera are you ever like do you ever really just turn it completely off I want to get to that point I really do and I can't (laughs) so yesterday I took my personal laptop to go get fixed and that's all I was doing that and I was coming right back home and I still put my camera and a mic in my bag (laughs) just in case just in case and like I could never turn off that part because you just never know when you're going to have that moment of right. who or what you're going to stumble across. And I just always want to be prepared for that. But, you know, I think that's also a testament to you enjoy what you do. It's not it's not like a drudgery. It's not like, oh, damn, I better put this camera yeah. in my bag. Right. Right. That's just it's second nature for me now. It's just it's a part of who I am, you know. And it was funny when I was in Sarasota, people would see me without the camera sometimes and they literally wouldn't recognize me. <laughs> People would say, oh, man, I didn't recognize you without the camera. I'm like, oh, thanks. You know, but <laughs> It's sort of inseparable. It's part of the brand, you know. Well, I have to say, I recognize you with or without the camera because you have such an energy. There's such a spirit about you that and that's why we instantly connected. Granted, I love that you had a camera at the time because it worked to all of our advantage. But you are someone that I'm so glad that we are friends, but just your creative energy, whether you have your camera or not, is just so bright. So that stands out for me. Thank you. 
Well, I want to say, you know what? You have been awesome, of course, for this interview. Thank you for being one of my early guests. I knew I could count on you. Anytime, anytime you need me. You know, I'm just a phone call, text message away. So it's just anytime. Anything for you. Like you bring so much to the table. You also bring your own just amazing energy. And just we also share. We just love just doing it. I remember you were telling me a story. I won't drop any names, but like somebody had this awesome space and it had all this stuff and like they wanted to plan and do all this stuff and you were just ready to go make something right now. You're like, no, let's do it right now. Like, let's do it, you know? <laughs> and we share that same thing. Like, I don't want to, like, let's just go do it, you know? And I think when you meet somebody who shares that same philosophy, it's always a special thing. So thank you for being awesome. Well, thank you. I want my listeners to know if they need videography work, if they need some creative brain skills that they can reach out to you, but where should they do that? Where, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me at mcfaddencreative.com and nice. you can contact me there. You can, I haven't updated my site in a little bit, but there's some videos there. There's some blog posts so you can read about some of the creative things that I've done in my personal time and professional time. And yeah, that's where they can find me. Well, I can't stress it enough, people. If you need some creative work done, this is a man to reach out to. He is awesome. And I will most definitely have the links in the post so that you will be able to find him when you need and are ready. So, Stephen, thank you so much. 